This is a Federal News Network podcast. Welcome to the Space Hour, a show to highlight the people in the aerospace industry behind the newest technologies used for exploration and national security. Here's your host, Eric White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's episode of the Space Hour. I'm your host, Eric White. If you remember one of our first episodes, which focused on a new partnership between NASA and the Federal Aviation Administration in an effort to streamline commercial space launches, well, the FAA now has another partnership aimed at making it easier on companies trying to conduct launches. It has entered a memorandum of understanding with the Space Force to recognize areas where both agencies have similar public safety standards, saving commercial space companies a ton of time. To learn more, I spoke with Brigadier General Douglas Schess, who is the Director of Space and Cyber Operations at Space Force Operations Command. We also welcomed back Wayne Monteith, who is Associate Administrator for Commercial Space Transportation at FAA. Much like the uh, uh, Memorandum of Understanding that we signed with NASA uh, that, that you reported on recently, this is uh, our continued effort to practice good governance. Uh, streamline uh, how we get uh, commercial companies uh, launched off the uh, federal ranges, in particular in this. Uh, but but really, it's to remove duplicative efforts uh, that we have between our agencies. And, and because we're able to do that, it also allows us to actually enhance safety because we're focused on those things that the other organization is not doing. Uh, we've been working on this for, for quite some time. And with General Shess and I both being former commanders, at uh, the Eastern Range down in Florida, we clearly understand the benefits of this, particularly as, uh, and I'll speak to the commercial side, is the, is the commercial launch cadence really goes through the roof. General Sykes? Yeah, so hey, uh, and, and Mr. Monty, he, he uh, obviously uh, put this, uh, put it succinctly there on the, on the process, but this has been uh, a lot of great work uh, between the DOD and the, and the DOT and the FAA specifically. Um, as you know, as Mr. Monteith talked about, the uh, rise of commercial launches has just been incredible in the last uh, years. Uh, you know, started a lot with his watch there at the at the 45th Space Wing, now Space Launch Delta 45. Uh, and uh, as the, as the Department of Defense, uh, our Chief of Space Operations, General Raymond, is really trying to move the ranges uh, to be more effective and efficient. Uh, and it's under his range of the future uh, uh, initiative. And so we work together to make sure, as, as Mr. Monty said, that we're not duplicate in, in any efforts. We want to make sure, one, that we're uh, doing public safety, but we're also doing what we need to do to be able to help the commercial companies uh, be more businesslike in their launches there, but also making sure that we can do what we need to do for national security space uh, to ensure that we get the satellites that we need and, and the nation needs on orbit uh, as easy as possible, but also ensuring that we have the safety and the mission assurance uh, of the program. Wayne, we've talked about in our uh, previous interview about the FAA's role in the commercial space launches. Uh, General Schess, I'm, I'm curious to know what you see as the Space Force's role uh, in monitoring and regulating commercial space launches. Yeah, no, so that's a great, uh, great question. Thank you. And uh, as we work together, obviously, when a, a launch from a, a federal range, uh, primarily uh, on the Space Force side from Vandenberg uh, Space Force Base or Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Uh, we want to make sure that we have the capability to launch our national security space uh, missions. But to do that, we know that we need the commercial companies uh, because uh, it's much cheaper if they're also doing the this work that they're doing for their commercial business 
uh, if they do it at the same place uh, that they're doing their military mission. Uh, and so we're working together to make sure that they can do that, uh, as I said earlier, with uh, a business mindset. Uh, but also uh, working together. And, and to be quite frank, you know, the United States, uh, a great economy, uh, good commercial uh, helps our national security as well. And so we want to be a part of that and making sure that uh, we don't do anything that causes them more uh, uh, cost, uh, but also, as, as we said earlier, continues to keep the, the incredible public safety record that we've had and also the mission assurance to be able to provide that uh, to our to our nation. You've provided me a perfect segue because uh, in reading the agreement, I saw that the agency's uh, mutual statement included the term red tape, which is a uh, common term nowadays. And uh, Wayne, I, I guess I can ask you, what, what kind of red tape will this uh, agreement kind of help eliminate on the on the uh, defense side when it comes to commercial space? Well, you know, it's it's really symbiotic and, and it's going to save us on both sides. Uh, so not just helping me in the licensing process, but but. Uh, again, helping focus uh, where the resources really need to be. And the example I'll give you is ground safety. You know, we, we work with companies that are inherently safe and they want to do safe operations. They have safe procedures, but then they also follow local, state, federal, think OSHA, and uh, safety requirements. And then they have to meet range safety requirements. And then at the end of that entire process, then, then they had to meet my safety requirements. You talk about duplication of effort down there. By the time it got to, to my office, I had great folks, but almost no value, additional value added from a safety perspective. What this MOU does for us is allows now the FAA to accept the great work that the Department of Defense is doing already. And now I can take my safety inspectors and put them on other tasks and so that I can enhance safety, eliminate that red tape. It saves weeks, if not months of paperwork and time for our commercial customers and again, allows us to actually enhance safety. General Stress, in talking with these companies that you all are working with, uh, what is, have you had a, any chance to gauge their response on um, how they are working? You all are kind of a relatively new agency, um, so you know things can there can be some growing pains there. Uh, what what have you been hearing? No, thanks. Uh, we've been hearing nothing but good things, and so uh, obviously we've been doing this business uh, under the Air Force and Air Force Space Command prior to the transfer uh, to the United States Space Force. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, a lot of folks, including uh, Mr. Monteith and myself, have been in the launch business for, for quite a while. So we've worked with these commercial companies uh, for, for a long time. And, and, and quite frankly, they were getting a little upset that there was so much duplication in, in efforts as, as we went to this. And so uh, everything that we are hearing is that they're very happy uh, with this. They're, they're happy that, uh, you know, when they come to the range, whether it's a commercial uh, launch or a national security space, they know the process and they know that we're going to work together uh, to be more effective. I'd say on the smaller companies that are emerging and coming in, we're doing a little bit of education just so that we're we're providing that to them. But that's that's something that we need to do anyways and, and, and provide to them so that they know uh, when is the right time uh, to talk to the FAA or when's the right time to talk to us. Uh, and, we're, and we're really working together. So, and I know uh, Mr. Monteith would say the same thing. We're working together so that if someone comes to us and it's really something that they should go to the FAA, we're not going to give them the hand and say, hey, go. we're, we're going to go together and say, hey, let, let's work together and, and we'll, we'll get the right people together to help you. And I know that uh, Mr. Monty's team would do the same. So we're, we're hearing good things. 
I'm curious to know, Wayne, what has the relationship between um, the two agencies been like before this? You mentioned, uh, General Shess, about, you know, you guys were doing this even before there was a Space Force. Um, What did it look like um, prior to a a Space Force forming and you guys kind of getting on the same page here? Yeah, I think, you know, as General Shess said, you know, this is not something brand new to us. We have we have always tried to lean forward uh, in and you know uh, do things like streamline and, and and eliminate duplicative efforts and requirements. It hasn't always been easy though. You know under uh, under the Department of Transportation side, we have statute and regulations which are a lot harder uh, to to do something essentially do something outside the lines. Uh, but we've got my my administrator is all in. I've gotten tremendous support from both uh, Secretary Chow and now Secretary Buttigieg to really do everything that we can with our eye always on that North Star, which is safety, but really uh, open the aperture on what's possible. And what what we've been able to do now is codify this such that we can actually accept uh, uh, Air, uh, Air Force and Space Force work uh, under an equivalent level of safety for us. And quite frankly, we're, we're working towards the same path on environmental. And, and so everywhere that we can, that, we're, that there's any opportunity for duplication, uh, the Department of Transportation and the Department of Defense are all in to support this industry and support it in a safe manner. General Shess, anything to add to that? Hey, so what I only thing that I would add is it, it you know maybe previous to this MOU and maybe you know uh, several years ago uh, we were doing we were doing good things we we're working together uh, but it might have been more difficult just because we didn't have the structure to be able to do it and a lot of it was relying on relationships quite frankly to make sure that we were we were uh, getting it done and, and I think some of that uh, caused some consternation with the commercial companies of hey you know how do, how do how do we really know that this is going to work out? And now with this MOU, it's all, as Mr. Monty said, codified. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's relationships, although we have great relationships. Uh, but it is actually, hey, this is how we're going to do it. And so it allows them to read this and know this and, and be able to uh, plan towards it. And so I think uh, I think it's 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 a great step in the in the right direction. Yeah, someone in. And, the, oh, and if I could, sorry. Eric, sure. If I could, you know, one of the things General Chess just brought up makes perfect sense. And quite frankly, that's why we had this MOU signed by the acting secretary of the Air Force and the FAA administrator. It's not relationship based. It's all about doing the right thing. Yeah, someone uh, in this business and and being only as good as my Rolodex, uh, I I can relate to that. So, Um, And and so one of the other things that's changed definitely is there's been a larger commercial effort since there's been a growth in the commercial space sector. Um, General Shess, I'm I'm curious to know, uh, how has that affected Space Force operations? And, uh, you know, what sort of change have you seen uh, with more commercial involvement? Yeah, so so quite frankly, I started, you know, with uh, General Monteith when he was down there at the the 45th, but then uh, I I had the pleasure of uh, of coming in after him, and uh, quite frankly, it's I, I think it's made us more effective uh, because uh, when you know I I, uh, I had a uh, an assignment down at the 45th uh, many many moons ago, and we, we maybe launched maybe once or twice a month, uh, and so you know you lost a little bit every time that you had a, a significant lapse, and, and and maybe you were a little more uh, clunky or you know, uh, just wasn't as uh, efficient as it could be. This this pace has made us become, uh, while, while continuing to have the excellent safety record and doing everything we need to do for public safety and mission assurance, it's allowed us to be more efficient. We found lots of ways to, uh, 
to, to uh, do things faster while also continuing to do safety. Uh, so I'll give one example, you know, on the, on the safety analysis side, we, we used to treat every launch like a new launch. And so we were continuing to do all of the safety analysis for every launch vehicle. Well, you know, I can use an example of one commercial company that is launching the, basically the same mission over and over again. Uh, and so we found ways to be more effective and efficient by, hey, do I need to do anything different than the last time? What are, what are the differences? And let's, let's look at those things from a safety margin uh, than actually doing it all over again. And so I think it's made us more effective uh, and, uh, and it, it, quite frankly, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see uh, the launch rate uh, that is just going and, and not only from our economy as a nation, but for national security. Yeah, with all these launches, now you have to worry about fatigue more than anything, right? I mean, if, uh, yeah, if everything, if you've seen it all. Um, anything else to add on um, this agreement or anything in the future that uh, you think that will uh, blossom from it? Uh, I, I would say this is a, uh, a critical time to get agreements like this into place because we're lead turning the problem. We're looking at, at what's coming down in the future. And, and I would just use this year as an example for what what we believe uh, is going to be, you know, uh, repeat itself over and over as growth in the next couple of years. Last fiscal year, which is one October to 30 September, so fiscal year 2020, we set a record for FAA licensed commercial launches at 31. Currently, for this fiscal year, fiscal year 2021, which ends September 30th, we're already at 52. We're already at about a 60% increase in our launch rate, and we see that occurring. And the reason this is particularly important is because most of those launches are occurring on federal ranges at the eastern range of the Space Force base. And so it's critical that we continue to work together to do everything that we can as a whole of government to support this industry and allow them to innovate, be safe, and continue to lead the world. Doug, other than uh, creating a busy schedule for you, what does that mean for you all? <laughs> well, so it, I, think, I think it just means that uh, uh, things are continuing to do uh, incredible things in the launch business, uh, an incredible partnership with our, our, uh, our mission partners at FAA and, and DOT, but also our commercial companies. And so uh, I, I'm really excited about what's ahead for us as we continue. Uh, to increase this launch pace uh, and continue to uh, do what's right for the nation. That's General Douglas Shess, Director of Space and Cyber Operations at Space Force Headquarters, and Wayne Monteith, Associate Administrator for Commercial Space Transportation at the Federal Aviation Administration. Coming up next, we get some reaction from an industry leader on what the recent flights by a couple of billionaires means for the future of commercial space travel. I'm Eric White. 